I'm so glad that you finally made it here. You thought nobody cared, but I did. I could tell. And this is your year, and it always starts here and over. Your aging world. Hi, I'm Patricia Greenberg, and welcome to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well here on KABC Radio 790 AM. We are always here talking about aging well and living well and thriving as we age. And um, I have a very special guest here today. And I, I picked today, March 13th, to do this show because we have a special event coming up related to the show we're talking about. My guest is Steph Scalar Mulcai. She is the owner of Cycle Bar in Culver City and Santa Monica. After 20 years in the film and TV industry, Steph decided to take a leap of faith and follow her passion for fitness by opening Cycle Bar, which is the first premium indoor cycling studio franchise in Culver City. And she opened that in March of 2017. And then a second location in Santa Monica right before the COVID closure. Outside of the studio, Steph is a two-time Ironman finisher, a podium finishing age group triathlete, a competitive power lifter, and a 10-time participant and fundraiser for the AIDS Life Cycle Ride, which is a 545-mile seven-day bike ride from San Francisco to Los Angeles to fight the fight against HIV and AIDS. She wakes up every morning with a purpose, knowing she's created a community of riders that inspire her and inspire one another through health and wellness. Welcome, Steph. Thank you. So happy to be here. Now, of course, we're going to talk about the wellness benefits of indoor cycling, but I want to hear how you manage your business and flourish through the worst of this COVID pandemic. Yeah, it definitely uh, threw us all for a loop. Um, after coming off of a really incredible year in 2019, Culver City was named the number one studio in the country. We started off 2020 very strong and I opened up Cycle Bar Santa Monica and two months later, you know, we just got hit with the pandemic and, you know, I, I guess I attribute it to my background in production where, you know, you always have to have these cat-like reflexes where something gets thrown at you one way and not really what you were expecting. So you've got to pivot really quickly and, you know, the show must go on. So that's what we did. I mean, uh, we were talking about it earlier that, you know, we thought this was just going to be a two-week closure and it was just such a big surprise to us that it was going to last longer and even more of a surprise that it's a year later now. So initially, what we did when we realized that we were going to be shut down longer than two weeks, we rented out all of our bikes in both of our studios. Even though it wasn't a big money maker for me, it really just helped me have a connection to my riders. You know, a lot of the ones that rented are kind of my unlimited <laughs> top riders in the studio. So it was just really great for them to be able to have an outlet and for me to be able to provide that and just, you know, have this connection to them. Fortunately, I was able to received the PPP money that came out in the first round and that I was able to keep my staff working. And, you know, there's not a lot to do when you're not having classes. And so what we did was we went through our entire database and just reached out to everyone, just checking in, seeing how they were doing. Because, you know, I think the first two weeks, everyone was having these fun Zoom happy hours yes. and <laughs> connecting with old friends. And then that got old kind of quickly. So, you know, really, it was just starting to check in on people's mental health. You know, I think when a lot of our writers are just so committed and they're so used to being physically active that you take that away 
away from them and you tell them you have to sit in your house and it really starts to break them down mentally. And so it was important for us to really foster those relationships and keep that going during our closure. Steph, that's astounding because I think we can all relate to this. During the shutdown, they just shut down. There was, you couldn't find people, you couldn't talk to people, you, you'd call a business and sit on the phone for two hours, you couldn't get services, partly because nobody knew what was going on and knew, but nobody knew what to do, but that you reached out to each and every one of them to me is beyond, I mean, young and old, that had to be such an amazing thing on the receiving end of that. So how did you physically rent the bikes out? You took the bikes to people's homes? We did. We did. I actually um, engaged my personal trainer, my coach of 10 years. Um, She had a pickup truck. And, um, you know, I was so careful with our bikes before and moving them. You know, I was scared to, to have them leave. It's like basically emptying out your home and letting your friends hold all your furniture and expensive equipment for you. So I was scared to do that. And so, um, you know, I hired my my coach and she picked up bikes five at a time and and brought them out, white glove service and set them all up at people's homes. And we had them out. I mean, the second we announced it, we had 100 bikes rented immediately. That's astounding. And how long did that last? Uh, where people were, were well, at home. Well, it's funny. I actually still have a couple bikes that are okay. still being rented, probably about 10 of them now. Okay. Um, but it lasted, you know, we had to call half of them back in June when we reopened. We, op- we reopened on June 27th. So I had to get some bikes back for that. Um, I didn't really know how many I needed, but throughout the months, they've kind of come back and gone back out. And, you know, we just sort of have them right now. You know, I have people that still want to rent them out, mm-hmm. but I need them because they tend to break down a lot because we're moving them so much. So I'm not actively doing that anymore. So how are you set up now that people can come to the studio safely? That I'm curious about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, on, I think it was July 10th, uh, the order was that we had to move outdoors if we were going to continue operating. And so immediately I was like, go. (laughs) And fortunately, I had already been discussing it with my landlord as an option to go outside. So I had already had the approvals for it. So I just needed to make that phone call. He said yes. And we took everything out from inside the studio outside. And, you know, we have um, we're only able to operate at half capacity. And so we wheel out all the bikes in the morning. We bring them in at the end of classes in the morning. We do it again at night. But all the bikes are spaced six to eight feet apart. Um, When people come to the studio, the only thing they need to touch is the bike uh, itself, which is cleaned over and over and over again. So, you know, we're very careful. You know, I have parents in their 70s. And to me, you know, I still wanted to be able to see them. So I decided that I was not going to be risky and not break any laws that I felt were going to put us at risk. You know, and it's not just for me, it's for my staff as well. Having the responsibility to keep your staff safe and then all your riders safe as well. It's it's -hmm. crazy, but everyone's been very, very good. I think, you know, out of thousands of riders that have come through since last year, I mean, I would say maybe three like had a problem with something. But other than that, I mean, we've just been so fortunate. You know, like I said, when you come in, you don't have to touch anything to check in. You just go right to your bike. We've added a little extra layer where um, at the end of class, we pass out 
antibacterial wipes so that the um, riders can wipe their bikes down. So they're putting a protective layer to my staff before they go and they deep clean it. And of course, we're masked and gloved and, you know, pretty much when we started, we were very much felt like we were walking around in hazmat suits, you know, long sleeves and not having anything, any skin showing. (laughs) So how does people, when people come to, to work out and ride and take a class, is a mask required for the class? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And how are people responding to that? Um, They're fine. I mean, of course people, you know, they're concerned about it, but you know, I have our instructors you know, are have ways that they tell, um, they instruct to, you know, if you need to take a breath, you know, kind of pull it out in front of you versus, you know, hanging it down. We, while we're in Saud, we do have to do some policing. And if people are wearing their mask as a little chin diaper, we have to go out and tell them to put it back on and whatnot. So I just think about all the times I've gone to the gym and cycle classes and all the marathons I've run and the porta potties and the sharing hotel rooms with people. <laughs> and we never thought about any of this. Now it's a whole new world. So I can't commend you enough for, for figuring out how to pull this together in this climate that we're in. I tell you, once you finish an Ironman, you feel like you can take on the world. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned from the training to the completion is that if there's something that you want to do, figure out what steps you need to do to get there and you put your mind to it, put your head down and get it done. Yeah, and put blinders on and just focus on the goal and the long term. So you were able to keep your clientele in the midst of this, the warnings to not go anywhere. And how did you convince your family of cyclists, you know, to keep coming? What, um, besides saying that we keep the bikes clean and they're far apart, what is your philosophy on keeping everybody together? Well, I mean, to be honest, I... I have worked so hard to foster this community that I wasn't going to let a pandemic just break it down. So it was very important to me to make sure that people felt safe and felt comfortable. You know, I'm a very hands-on owner at both of my studios, so everybody knows me and they trust me that I would keep them safe. And, you know, I really respect them for that. And it's hard to Like, I don't want to convince anyone that I'm keeping them safe. They have to feel safe. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a lot of phone calls of people that, you know, they called to cancel their membership. And any other time we would have kind of done this back and forth and whatnot. But, you know, with everything going on right now, sometimes you just have to stop and listen and accept what's happening and, and, you know, just know that they'll be back. And that's just... I think everybody viewed this as a break rather than a... Uh, in some people is life changing, but okay, we'll take the time off until we know it's safe again. Now, getting to what we always love to talk about here at Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well, do you have aging members at Cycle Bar and how did they adapt to your program? Yeah, you know, I what I love about both of my cycle bars is just the diversity between the riders. I mean, we've got high school kids all the way up to I have an 88-year-old who just came in the other day. So, you know, it's I love that because they feel comfortable coming um, and riding with us. We, you know, our instructors do a great job of telling people how they can modify. I think, you know, a lot of we get a lot of ex-runners, people that have had, you know, they just sort of ran out of miles on their legs. That's what I like to say. So they turn to cycling. That's me. (laughs) Because it's just, you know, there's only so long that you can just pound, pound, pound the pavement. And so cycling is such a great workout where it's um, low impact. And as long as, you know, your doctor has cleared you, if you have any knee or hip issues, um, you know, you're good to go. I'd say, you know, I find that most people modify a little bit with um, 
they tend to stay in the saddle, and, okay. you know, more versus standing up and down. And it just depends on what their abilities are and how, how active they were when they were younger. But, you know, I get people all the time that have never worked out a day in their life and they're 65 years old and they want to come do a spin class, which That's is great. great. And, you know, I, it can be discouraging, I think, it, or not discouraging. I think it's um, maybe oh, a little intimidating. Intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But once they get to the studio and they meet my staff, I have a great staff. They're so helpful. They're so kind. And one of the things that we really try to do is just learn everybody's names so that when they come up, you know, we can greet them by their name and make people feel special. And, and, and it's genuine. It's, you know, nothing is fake. It's not that, oh, I'm just trying to learn their name so I can say their name and then they'll buy something from us. No, I mean, I forget sometimes that people are coming to work out. I think they're just coming to hang out and have a good time with me (laughs) because that's what I'm doing. You know, I enjoy it. But um, yeah, you know, I think it's just, you know, once they get in and they they feel comfortable and we go over their bike settings, um, you know, sometimes they just sit in the back and they pedal and that's totally Mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. And you better believe it that I have... 70-year-olds that are standing up and down and riding 85 RPMs out of the saddle. It's impressive, and I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah, and it keeps me motivated, too. If you're just tuning in, I'm Patricia Greenberg, and you're listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM, where we talk about all things aging well. My guest today is Steph Sklar Mulcahy, and she is the owner of Cycle Bar with two locations, one in Culver City and one in Santa Monica, and we're talking about how to pivot your life, your business, your fitness, your wellness, and everything we've had to do during this pandemic to take care of yourself and to take care of others. And Steph's doing an amazing job of that. Steph, what are the mental health benefits of regular exercise? I think that we all know that it's good for you, but it sounds like you've made a huge effort to make that part of your system here at Cycle Bar. Yeah, I mean... It's funny. When I look back, my business a year ago was so different from what it is now. We've really had to just kind of change our mindset. And like I said, sometimes people aren't really coming to get a physical workout. They're coming to get a mental workout. Mm -hmm. You know, they're working from home. Their kids are home. They're teachers now. They go to Trader Joe's and that's it. Right. So coming to CycleVar to them is a mental and a physical release. You know, I took a class this morning and, you know, I was really tired this morning for whatever reason. And, you know, I just wasn't really feeling it. And I was like, no, I'm going to take a class. And I swear, I I stand by this, that you do not leave a spin class unhappy. Mm -hmm. I mean, just the endorphins that are released when you're working out and working out in a group. You know, I have a gym at home. You have a gym at home. It is so hard to get motivated. Right. You know, we lost a lot of um, a lot of members because they uh, purchased a competitor's bike that they have at home now. And it kind of makes me chuckle a little bit because sometimes I think, oh, you'll be back because it's not going to welcome you in the morning. And, <laughs> you know, but it's just different. You know, I think not saying that you can't get that when you work out at home, but when you're in this group setting, and everybody's pedaling together with this one goal in mind to just better themselves, it just lifts the spirit. And the instructor feels it and it feeds energy to them and they feed it back to you. And, you know, you just feel like you can conquer your day. I can't think of a better way to start your day than waking up and working out because it just gets you going. You become more focused. You 
feel like you can accomplish more. Um, you know, and same thing if you do it at the end of the night, just as your way to wind down for stress. It just the benefits of it are I can't talk enough about them. You know, I'm I'm loving what you're saying about I all we talk about now is loneliness and isolation and the loneliness versus solitude. There's that alone time we want. Like you say, there's a lot going on in your house and everybody's home. You want that hour away, that couple of hours away, taking a walk around the block, going to a class, and you're seeing other people and you're engaging with other people, but it's not, you know, I like to hear that it's not a competitive environment. Who's doing it best? It's more, we're all in this together. Yeah. And, you know, it's things have changed a lot because when we're inside the studio, we have a lot of technology that, you know, we have a flashy board mm-hmm. and we run races and you can see where you're at. Well, we I couldn't pull that stuff outside. Yeah. And so now, you know, people's attitudes, I think when they ride now, they're competing against themselves, mm-hmm. not about other people in mm-hmm. class. But the thing that we took away from them is they're not in a dark room. Right. They're outside in a parking lot where cars are going by and people are seeing them and people are drinking their Starbucks watching. And, (laughs) you know, it's you couldn't be more visible (laughs) than where we are now. And, you know, I heard a lot of, you know, I really don't want to when I go to work out, I like to work out where nobody can see me. And I think it's actually opened people up to being proud about themselves and their bodies and just showing people what they can do. I mean, this is I couldn't have asked for a better PR campaign to the people that go get Starbucks in the center because right. <laughs> I've never had so many people come over and want to ride with us and because they see the class. And what I love about it, though, is that they see people that look like them. You know, I think there's this preconceived notion in L.A. Uh, in boutique fitness that you have to look a certain way to take this class and. And that's just not what what we're about. You know, I'm about helping people, you know, if whether they're starting their journey in fitness, whether they've been on it or, you know, wherever that they're just maintaining. It's just there's no reason to me why people should feel left out and why they shouldn't identify with my staff or my other riders. And so I, I love that. I, I love that people feel comfortable enough to ride outdoors and be on display, so to speak. And then, like I said, these people come up and they said, I want to take that because I look like that girl right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And I want to look like that girl mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Now you've gotten, obviously gotten rid of renting shoes and locker rooms and places to freshen up indoors. So everybody's comfortable with that. They can come grubby and leave grubby and they come yep. grubby, they leave. Grubby. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but we do, we are still providing our shoes. We are still able to provide that. We just um, do a, an extensive deep clean. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We do recommend that people, if they have their own shoes to bring them just to, you know, cause they're theirs. But, uh, but yeah, no, we're still providing that service. You know, I, when we were talking earlier to also, you're very passionate about giving back through your business. Tell us about what causes you support, what Cycle Bar is involved with. Yeah, well, actually, we're, we've come, came up on the one year anniversary of our big collaboration with um, the Hirschberg Foundation for Pancreatic Can- mm-hmm. Cancer. We um, collabed with them at the LA Marathon last year. And uh, I think it was mile 18, we set up uh, in the median on San Vicente. I think we had 25 bikes out there and um, people raised money to ride the bikes while the runners were going by. And it was a blast. And they put on the Tour de Pier, which is another big fundraiser for them. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a mini version of the Tour de Pier at the LA Marathon. So that's amazing. That was so much fun. And like you said before, um, my involvement with AIDS Life Cycle is um, 
is something that I'm very uh, passionate about and raising money for AIDS and HIV. But we have done fundraisers from, you know, for our local schools in Culver City, uh, up to lots of different, uh, you know, whether it's EMS Society or um, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, they did a ride with us as well. And, you know, anytime somebody has something that they're passionate about and trying to raise money for, they bring it, they usually will bring it to me and, and we're ha- more than happy to host a fundraiser for them. That's good to know. And uh, we will send people your way. It's cyclebar.com. Uh, so at uh, for an email address, they can send it to Culver City at CycleBar.com okay. or Santa Monica at CycleBar.com. Okay. Uh, but our website, if you go to the CycleBar.com website, that's going to be the main CycleBar. So you just have to type in uh, our Santa Monica or Culver, or Culver City, City location. Culver City location. Yeah, okay, great. So based on your experience as a triathlete and your participation for years in the California AIDS ride, how are you adjusting as you age? I'm definitely drinking more water. Uh, To me, that is the one thing that I've noticed that I've sort of trade other beverages for water. uh, And that makes me feel really good. Um, You know, it's it's funny because I I felt like in my old career in television, I was just work to the bone, but I found time to train and still participate in all of these events as a business owner and an aging business yeah. <laughs> owner, that's where I'm finding my time is just really, really hard to come by these days. And um, I struggle with just consistency now. And and coming from someone who is so disciplined in working out to all of a sudden, you know, at the drop of the hat, I have to fill in for someone and whatnot. So for me, it's just about sticking to my schedule, really making some time for myself. I try to set an hour out of my day to just do my workout and get it done. But I think right now, you know, I've just evolved. You know, I don't have time to be out on the bike for seven hours to go ride 100 miles. (laughs) You know, I don't have time to go run. I don't have time to just do a lot of things that I used to love. So I've I've started to adapt and change and um, just pick up new workouts. But really, um, now it's just focusing on recovery. I think that's something I never did before. And just making sure that when I do feel sore, that I do you know, I either take a break or I stretch and just make sure that I take care of myself so that I'm able to get up and do it another day. You know, I go around telling everybody, if nothing else, just go for a walk, you know, get some movement. But I'm listening to you and I think cycling can play a huge role in someone's life as they're aging. So what advice do you have for people that are starting a fitness program over 50? Uh-huh. Uh, because there, there's limitations, there's ailments. I mean, we, again, what's just starting, let's say, coming to the cycle bar and they want to take a class. Do you give them a little tips of advice before they start a class? Yeah, actually, we just started, uh, kicked off again. We're doing an intro class, an intro to indoor cycling. So it's not a full class that you would get. But what we do is we have everyone that's new come and we teach them how to set up their bike properly. And we explain to them why we set them up that way. Because to me, to have somebody tell me to do something, I... I, I won't do it unless I really understand why I'm uh-huh. doing it. Mm-hmm. So we try to give people the tools of knowledge so that they take that and they understand when we tell them maybe we should bring your handlebars down. They understand. Um, but in this class, we do we teach them how to set up on their bike properly. We, we show them how to clip in because everybody's required to clip into the bike pedals. Um, you can't just ride with your regular running shoes. Okay. You have to have cycling shoes. So we teach them how to do that and then just how to hold their body up while they're riding and then go over the different cues that the instructor gives during class. And so uh, basically set them up for success. And then um, 
on time permitting, we'll do two or three songs with the instructor so that they get the feel of what a class will be like before they join. Now, if they don't have an opportunity to take that class, that's totally fine too. We usually ask them to show up about 10 minutes early and then we have one of our staff members stand with them at their bike and get them set up properly and do kind of a mini version of that. So we always just want to make sure that people aren't just thrown on their bikes and then they're you know, going crazy and whatnot. So, so we really try to take the time to make sure that everyone understands what they're doing, but also um, understands why they're doing it so they don't injure themselves. Because the worst thing that we can have is a bunch of injured riders that aren't uh, able to participate with us anymore. That's critical because I have never heard of that. I've gone into all, I, I've been doing fitness for, you know, 40 some odd years and uh, I, you, you never get help from people. So this, that, that's absolutely amazing that you're doing that. Steph, given that this weekend's also the one-year anniversary of the California shutdown, actually March, the mid-March was when this happened, uh, which I might add, my husband and I were in bed with COVID. We were one of the first people to get it. So I don't, you know, that whole time period is really fuzzy to me, um, but it's actually the year anniversary. So tell me briefly, you know, about what you're doing. Um, you have a little anniversary celebration coming up. We yeah. are. We are. This Saturday is our is our fourth yes. anniversary okay. at Culver City. And, you know, we're just asking everybody to come out, show their spirit, wear their cycle bar gear. And, you know, we're partnering up with Rise Brewing Company. They've provided um, nitro cold brew uh, cans for us to pass out to everyone, uh, which I love. If you, got, if you haven't tried it, you have <laughs> to try them. They're so good. Um, and partnering with the other businesses in our center, like Holy Cow Barbecue and Quench uh, Juicery. And they're providing samples and discounts to our writers. Fantastic. That sounds like a really great event. So everybody take a little chance to go take a ride, go down to Cycle Bar. And, and this event is happening at Culver City? Culver City, City. on Saturday, okay. yeah. So go to cyclebar.com, look up Culver City, or email Steph directly at, at Culver City at cyclebar.com uh, to maybe participate in the festivities. And I want you, if you've been listening to this and you want to share this hashtag cycle bar strong, that's what I'm going to put on my social media to bring some attention to this because it's really wonderful. Steph, in closing, what do you like about getting older? <laughs> Has to be something you like. You know what? I love getting older, mm -hmm. you know, just with being wiser and paying attention more to my body and its needs and nourishing it and being good to it mm -hmm. um, and just feeling powerful. I think that's something that I don't think I knew that when I was younger that I could be, you know, I'm short, I'm four foot 10, I'm a tiny person. And I just never saw myself as a powerful person. And now I just feel empowered and powerful. And I feel like with this whole mess from the last year, you know, just throw something at me and yeah. I'll, I'll take it. And I just have the confidence to do that. And that's something that I really try to spread and empower my my staff and empower my writers to feel as well, because I think it's probably one of the best things that I'm learning as I get older. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us, Steph. It's been a wonderful, wonderful talk. And thank you all for listening to Eat Well, Live Well, Age Well on KABC 790 AM. Please tune in again for our engaging discussions on all things aging well. I'm so glad that you finally made it here. You thought nobody cared, but I did, I could tell. And this is your year, and it always starts here and over.